Your lips can do a whole lot more than kiss. Your lips express love and speak your truth. Plump your lips with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE for natural-looking results that are completely and uniquely you. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And welcome back to the Men's Journal Everyday Warrior uh, podcast. I've got Jason Worsland here uh, of Therabody, which used to be Theragun. We realized like this is way bigger than Theragun. Yeah. And that was, that's really what drove it. We didn't know that there was going to be these acquisitions within months of it happening. It was really kind of crazy. Which you know, I was going to say, congratulations on that because, you know, I used to use the the pad, which I think you guys Power acquired, dot, yeah. Yeah, PowerDot, yeah. Uh, before you guys uh, got that. And that those things are awesome on the road, yeah. especially from my back pain sitting on uh, flights. But we'll get to all that. Yeah. Um, so you got an interesting story, man. Um, yeah, everyone probably thinks Therabody was an overnight success, mm-hmm. much like everything they think on, on Instagram and yeah. social media is these people just had it made. They didn't have to work hard. But um Give the audience uh, just sort of your background, uh, family, where you started, and, and what you uh, were doing, which eventually led to Theragun <laughs> and uh, now Therabody. Well, I grew up in Utah. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. I'm the oldest of seven. Yeah. And I, our family had a farm, so I spent summers and spring and things like that out of the farm. And you kind of learn to be resourceful in those situations. Not realizing at the time, but it was like it was like a video game. Like I just grabbed a tool, a couple of things I'm going to need later in life. I was never really injured as an athlete. I played <laughs> rugby and soccer and American football, and like I I had a lot of fun. I excelled a lot. I thought I was pretty good at a lot of things. I never had an injury where it was like season ending. Uh, we were talking we were talking about this earlier about failing fast. I. I had a situation where I had a guy embezzle a bunch of money from me and I had to file bankruptcy. So wait, so embezzled from Theragun from, no, early on? From another company that I had. So I had a company in 20, sorry, man, this is going to age me. 1998, 99, 2000. It was a flooring company. My dad was in the flooring business. So I grew up in the flooring business. I installed floor. Like I'd look at floors all the time and like, Think about how I could make it oh, better. We're, we're cheap as hell here. No, so, no, this yeah, is perfect. The, the caulking looks great and everything. <laughs> um, but I was in that space. Had a, I had my own um, business. I, had, I was doing custom floors on a lot of houses up in Heber and Deer Valley. Yeah. Uh, Deer Crest was a development that I helped with back in the day. Found out this guy was embezzling a bunch of money for me. And I, had, I looked at it as an opportunity to start over. Like, okay, now what am I going to do with my life? I didn't want to be in the flooring business. So anyone that I saw in that that was 40 years older than me was not happy. So I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a chiropractor. I'm going to go to chiropractic school. The, the 
our neighbor growing up was the chiropractor for the Utah Jazz. Um, such a Craig Bueller, such a great dude. Um, but I would, I grew up watching him work on Carl Malone and John Stockton. They'd literally come to his house. His, <laughs> he had like a home office and the door would face our house. So I could always see if people were coming out of there. And it was, you know, 15 feet from our borders, like our boundary borders. So it yeah. wasn't that far. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, and he's like, come on in. So I would watch him do what he would do with his hands. And I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I want to know the things he knows. Hey, Craig, can you get me in? He wrote me a letter of recommendation to Los Angeles, which is Cleveland Chiropractic in Los Angeles, strangely enough. Um, and I started school. So I, I went, I was still 29. I was 29, still 29. I was 29, started chiropractic school, thinking it was going to take me three years. Seven years later, I'm not done yet because I didn't pass national boards. A couple of times I was working at my dad's flooring store trying to make it happen. Yeah. Yep. And I realized I can't serve two masters. Like I have to, if I'm going to do this, I got to do this. So I just, you know, went and worked for a guy for free in Hollywood. Met a lot of, that's when I met some of the people we mentioned earlier. So I had a chance to really kind of get into that space and create a value. So now suddenly he's like, hey, you can't leave. I'm like, well, I kind of have to leave if I'm not going to get paid. In 2006, January of 2006, I realized there's a law in California. You can have, you can practice under another chiropractor's license if you're an associate, meaning that I don't have my license yet because I'm in school. The buddy of mine, is played, he's a pro hockey player. <clears throat> we were the, at Gold's Gym in Venice, and he was helping me lift, like do biceps or something. And I'm thinking, what does this guy know more than me? And he said, I'm a chiropractor. Oh, my God, no way. He said, yeah, you know what? You should come work for me. So in 2006, I started my practice. I started building my clients all through six, all through 2007, in October 17th, just a week ago, was my motorcycle accident. So I'm flying down the freeway, on the 10 freeway, splitting traffic like you can in California. Do, doing what? Uh, about 50 miles an hour. 50? Okay. Yeah. Not crazy. Not too nuts. Um, the traffic had just come to a stop, and I re- a guy realized he was getting on the 10 instead of the 110, and just veered right in front of me, smacked the side of this car. Over the hood. Over the hood, laying there. Broke my helmet. It was a pretty good impact. I ended up having soft tissue damage in my neck and on my shoulder. And all of the products that I had in my practice were for more chronic issues, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have anything in there that I could be like, oh, my God, that's going to be great. Even the power dot, like we were talking about earlier, like E-STEM would only do a certain amount, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of looking around and I'm like, what the hell will people do if they're in this situation? surgery or drugs or both and i'm like i'm still young i don't want to do any of that we had a vibrating table in our clinic that you would do traction on and the vibration you they teach you that the vibration relaxes the tissue so you can actually get some real Mm. strong traction Mm -hmm. that's why good places have a vibrating table excuse me so i would sit on that table and it would take the pain away Meaning I could tolerate it for a minute. It wasn't so painful because I had a nine millimeter disc bulge at C5, C6. Like it was, could not be ignored. So I would sit on that table. But what happened is, and this is the part of what is so fascinating to me because it was what created this product is I started learning about vibration to the body. So 
pain travels to the brain at about 55 miles an hour, roughly. When you put a stimulus on your body, cold, wind, <laughs> heat, pressure, pin points, those, that information travels to the brain at 268 miles an hour. But the body accommodates to that information really quickly, like your hat or your watch or whatever. You're not thinking about it until I say that. Well, that if, and if it's the wrong stimulus, I've, I've tried to think about how to say this, but if it's the wrong stimulus, if it's not enough stimulus, your body gets used to it, takes it, puts it in the subconscious, and you guys know what that's like and what you used to do, yeah, yeah. And, and stays focused on what's most important. Well, what was most important at that time was my pain. And so this table worked for like 20 seconds and then the pain would come back. And I'd be like, God, that's crazy. So I'm talking to my brother. I have a bunch of brothers. One of them is a chiropractor. He was in a water skiing accident about two years before me. I have two kids live in Utah with their mom. And we, I would fly back and forth while I was going to school every other weekend to be with my kids. We would stay at his house because our kids were the same age. A little background. <clears throat> I watch him out on his front porch with this like noose thing around his beam and his deck. And he's like vibrating this thing and like pulling on his neck. I'm like, what is he doing? Well, I called him after. I was like, bro, what was, what were you doing? And he said that vibration was like the table and the traction was just me doing traction on my neck. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be able to do that in my house. Like I can't sit here at the office and do this. How did you do that? And he's like, well, I got this thing called the Vibracuster. It's about the size of these cans. It has a dial on the bottom mm -hmm. of speed. And he said, just go get, like, I, so do you have one of those? I said, no, I don't even know what that is. My business partner had one, and it was like a movie. Literally, he's like, yeah, I think I have one that's in the closet in there. You can have it. So I go dig this out. And I show my brother, and he's like, yeah, that's it. So basically what it did is I would turn it on, and I would hold it underneath my armpit like this. And I would think that the vibration was going to make the pain stop because I was locally right on it. It wasn't this general area. My body did the same thing. It was like it would accommodate so quickly, especially the more I would hold on to it, the brain was just like, it's not going to work. So I was literally sitting there one day and I'm like, there has to be a better way. Like if vibration's constantly on the body, then the body can accommodate. If I have something that's doing this, what, if, what does that look like? You know, and, and because I had all these background and tools, I was like, should I make that out of the jigsaw? So I literally go to my garage. I, had, I started with a sawzall first, like, <laughs> you know, right? But then I grabbed a jigsaw and I started, I, I bent the blade, wrapped a dish towel around the blade, and then I wrapped electrical tape around that just to make sure I wasn't going to cut myself because I wanted to see, like, what is this going to do? So I started, you know, doing the thing and I... As I was doing it, I realized I was focusing on what I was doing, and the pain wasn't number one. I'm like, that's weird. So I set it down for a second, wait for the pain to come back, because it always did, and then I'd start doing it again. And I'd look at my watch, and I'm like, holy shit, like three, four, five minutes. I'm like, I can breathe, and like, I'm not in this sort of tense, painful situation, like at least what I'm feeling. So I thought, oh my God, this is great, perfect, I'll use this. Hopefully, I'm not taking too long with this conversation. No, this is this is the point. I mean, it, <laughs> basically, it's mother's or necessity is the mother of all inventions. I, I, that's what I say that all the time. Yeah, I I wasn't looking to make the next coolest thing. You're just you're I looking to, to get myself better. You know, so I basically January first of two thousand eight was when I started using this new tool that I made, this jigsaw. 
by July 4th of 2008, I'd got myself better to the point where I was lifting weights again. I'd got some of my mass back. And now I'm going back to my practice and I'm starting to work on patients, never in a thousand years thinking that I'm going to bring that to the office. And quite frankly, I tell people this, but I thought it was so obvious that someone had to have thought of this. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, some, this is out there somewhere. I'll run into it. I got to focus on being a chiropractor. Well, a couple months later, October, November of 2008, my secretary walks in and hands me some paperwork of this patient. And I'm doing what you do. His age, mechanism of injuries, his diagnostic studies, sort of going through these things. And I'm realizing, like, I'm putting this story together and it's me again. So I'm like, holy crap, this guy, see his insurance, he's a bus driver. I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to get better with what I have in my office. wonder if that thing will work on him. So I bring him in, take x-rays. I said, hey, when you come back tomorrow to review your x-rays, bring your wife with you. I have something I think would work or help. So he comes back the next day, and I literally snuck this thing into my room, <laughs> pull out this Makita jigsaw, and I was like... Electrical tape, yeah, and, and yeah, you'll get the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, listen, I went through what you're going through, and this is, what the, this is what I think was one of the most profound experiences that drove me through the next 10 years. I said, I'd know, I use this to get better. I'm going to show you how to do the same thing. I want to empower you to believe you can feel better when I'm not around. And this is what, what's going to do that. So let me show you how to use this. I would use it on him in the clinic. He'd take it home, see him no the next day. So now I'm certain. Not even to mention the liability you probably accepted. I, I was like, look, yeah. dude. like, Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, don't right. sue me. You have knives at your house. I'm sure you don't cut yourself every day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I watched this guy get better. I, I went, now it's Christmas of 2008. I went home to be with my kids. I came back at the beginning of January, walked in my office, and my, my secretary says, you, your patient's back in the room. And as I'm walking back the room, I hear the gun on. And, and I, I walked in, and he was sitting there just like nothing was wrong, running around his body. And he's like, Doc, you have to figure this out. Like, this saved my life. And I remember that I talk about this, and I've told this story a thousand times. But it was like the universe punched me in the chest. It was like a matrix thing. And I was like, holy shit, he's right. Like, I have to figure this out. And I walked, because I saw what it did to him, I saw how impactful it was for me. There was nothing like that in this space. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to figure that out. So the next eight years, that's what I did. I tried to figure out the science, the technology, like frequency, amplitude, and torque were the three things that made this work the way they did and the specific specs around each one of those. And so were you self-learning this or were you finding experts to assist you? With I was sort of- anywhere I could go. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, like it, it was, I really felt like I have something, but I don't know what it is and I'll get it into the hands of the people that do and will and, I'll, and we'll figure it out. And along the way, I kind of taught myself a lot of the science and the use cases and you know, we have Therabody University now. It has yes. all these courses that I created back in the day. Just, But it wasn't from me. It was from my experiences. Like, oh, my God, that works like that every time. Let me try and put that in a study, doing a study. Oh, my God. So now suddenly we have some new really cool information. So anyway, we launched. I, I took the next eight years. I met my business partner the December of 2015. Um, we launched the company in June, 
March of 2016, we launched G1 in June of 16. We launched G2 in July of 17. So stepping back, so you guys had a prototype as you're putting the business together. So the, are, the, are you filing patents at this point? Yes. Or, or you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah, there's patents at the point. Because I started understanding some of the science behind yes. what I had. Yeah. The, 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 the um, form factor was something that we were developing. We weren't really sure what that would look like yet. And looking back now, it's easy to say that. But at the time, we were just stumbling around, like, trying to figure it out. It, so the, and so I've got to ask, in terms of form factors, did you guys grab the power tool? And you're like, this is... That, for me, that was... I didn't have the budget. So the next... I made five different versions over that eight years. And each one of those versions was a version of a power tool. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get the manufacturers to change the specs on them, mm -hmm. like the amplitude and the torque and stuff. But they were like, who are you? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so in 2009, uh, I, this is just an interesting story. I'll tell you really fast. 2009, I bought 250 jigsaws from Kawasaki, <laughs> borrowed money from my brother, successful chiropractor, borrowed money from him, buy these guns. And I start taking them apart, putting them back together. I have some people helping me in LA and I'm selling them as fast as I can make them. And they're costing me 25 bucks. I'm selling them for 300. I'm like, this might be a pretty good model here. Let's see how this goes. We, that was, I sold out those 250 as fast as I could make them. And it was really, that's like where I thought, okay, wow. If you, if you were a guy that bought one back then, I would ask you, tell me what it takes for this to be a perfect tool that you would use in your clinic. So you're getting customer feedback. Oh my God. You're using then, to iterate quickly. Yes, and, and we the would next not mod. be where we are if that wasn't yeah. the, 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 if I didn't have that mentality back then, we wouldn't be where we are. Now, so. now the, the, the people that were, were buying these, I mean, are, are we talking athletes? Are we talking, because I know um, you're in LA, you those, got celebrities. Back then, it was just chiropractors and physical therapists. Because I thought at the time. In their offices. I thought that's how it's got to yeah. be presented yeah. to the world. I didn't think about the athlete perspective of it until later. It was actually sort of an eye-opening experience with Bobby Wagner. I was like, anyway, it, was, it was, wasn't till later that I started realizing like there are other use cases for this, not just in a chiropractor's office. So now it's 2017. So, have, it, it, sorry, so no. you thought possibly not necessarily a commercial use outside of offices, or that, yeah, that's when you started, thought, like, you'll just get it to I let chiropractors put, use it, not your everyday. Yes. Dude, like, like, why me. would a guy, yeah. like, you don't know what to do. That, that's where my mentality was. Like, that's, well, I think that's doing. logic. I think that's natural logic. So yeah. in 2012, 2011, I had made what I thought was close enough version that I could let someone else take it and use it. And these, I worked in Unbreakable Performance on Hollywood, and, and, and there was a bunch of guys there. Chuck, a bunch of people used to go there. So I was exposed to these, like, broad group of Back then, we wouldn't call them influencers, but that's what they ended up being. So suddenly now, I'm in the front of all these guys, and they're taking my tool from my room. I had a clinic room, and it was downstairs underneath the gym, underneath the boxing ring, actually. And they would take my stuff and bring it up on the floor, and I would, I'm like, what are you doing? And, and, they're, and they're, like, telling me, I know what I'm doing. So I'm watching, you know could drop a bunch of names, but there was a bunch of athletes there and I'm watching them use it and I'm thinking, holy shit, they're using it right before they do a box jump. They're using it between their sets as they're doing pre bench presses. And I'm like, what is going on? 
that's the first time I like was thought, oh my gosh, if these guys, and this is before Instagram was really a thing, foam rolling was just barely starting to get kicked off. And these guys started posting because it was a cool thing to post. Look at my muscles, like ripple. And so I'm watching this kind of happen. We grew up basically with Instagram. I mean, that was, if you look back in the day, that was how I got this out there. And waking up one morning and seeing Kevin Hart posting of this therapist that I knew in Birmingham that was in London, that was just outside of London, that was treating his butt and he's being really super funny about it. That wouldn't fly anywhere unless it was on social media. So I see those types of things. That's how we kind of grew up. People started seeing them, these different use cases. And you're not having, so you didn't have to pay Kevin Hart. Like these guys are just, you, so you're getting free advertisement, yeah. which is the best form the of Kardashians advertisement. The Kardashians posted countless times. Without ever Without talking ever to Without ever saying anything. Ronaldo, same thing. You see the beauty of that? I mean, because other companies would have to seek them out and oh, pay them yeah. big time dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's, it's all about relationships, yeah. you know? and honoring those relationships and you know as a as a chiropractor i consider myself lucky but i also have to make sure that i protect i can't kiss and tell you know so that's not part of what i do and that i've also realized that's part of what's allowed me to do what i'm doing is having that respect and honor where i'm not gonna name drop yeah it's client patient privilege yeah 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 yeah. i'll name drop i'm not under uh any contract I, you know, I'm looking at no, no okay so um that so one that's a great I forget that's a great story is, by the way. it's good yeah black rifle coffee yeah yeah they're uh they are a strong sponsor for uh for this triple seven that we discussed we have coming up mm. and I can't thank uh Evan Hafer uh Andy Stump Mike Lover uh Logan uh Stark and Jericho Denman all that's man uh, that that is a great company in terms of marketing. Those guys cool are like thing. a Harvard uh, business case example. Yeah, have Hilarious. Those guys have your net. No, cool. Another one is: Have you ever heard of Frog Fuel? Um, probably, but it's it, not so like Frog that. Fuel is in. I'm, I'm gonna Michelle. You'll have to go look this up. It's like a hydro something form of protein that you digest in 15 or 15 minutes rather than your whey protein that takes oh, 60 wow. to, to 90 Frog minutes. Frog Fuel. Frog Fuel started by a seal. Alex Coons. That's why. Yeah. So it's got the, the big frog with the trident. We, we've got to throw a frog or a trident on everything. It's, <laughs> it gets annoying, dude. Um, but no, the, the, the shit is good. And it's in a little pouch, like right after a workout or in the gym, 15 grams per pouch. Is it a powder or a liquid? Liquid. Liquid. And they've got wow. one with, uh, with caffeine, about 80 milligrams of caffeine. And then, uh, which is, so I take the frog fuel and the black, uh, black rifle coffee that. in the morning. But so before I'm, uh, you know, by the time I'm done with my workout, I'm already 45 grams of protein into, uh, to, you uh, the, all the side effects now in inhaling that many. You, we had, uh, Gabrielle Lyon. She is Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. She's yeah. a, a muscle based dietitian yeah, yeah. and she, she came in, I think it was about two weeks ago. She was on, she's great. And she's also married to a seal. We're very incestuous. Um, <laughs> but do, she said this, and th- this doesn't strike me. You know, she said the average man from that weighs anywhere from 150 to 200 only gets 100 grams of protein per day because they're not monitoring their macros and whether oh, in deck. Wow. She's like, that's, and it's so critical in health that one, they're not maintaining muscle oh, mass. It me think of the side effects of that just crippling over time. Oh yeah. As wow. you lose muscle mass. Yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. But, um, so, but you did have a number of investors you, you had built, uh, relationships. I so, know. Yeah. So my business partner ended up being my seed investor. He was my first guy that came in. Traditional business background, just, highly successful. He, yeah. His, yeah, very successful. 
So he had everything that I needed for this to be successful. And I filled one role, you know, and, and having someone like him that has the business acumen and the relationships in that world and stuff. So we actually, his money brought us through to, we just closed the Series A. You're, you're kidding me. No. We, had, we did a celebrity round um, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, in like 2019, 2018, hopefully those dates are about right. Uh, but it was more about Timberlake and, and two chains and like all these different people. You, you got Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Shut the front door. No. Yeah. All right. He's, he, he's he, a, he's a office favorite. In your so, so I got to tell you, he, he, he had a golf tournament and I went to his in Vegas a few months back and I hadn't seen him since it happened. I used to, I would treat him. So anyway, I, we were at this golf tournament and I had a chance to go up to him. I was like, JT, like, I want to tell you how much that meant to me. He was our first investor. Like he was the first person that said, I want to put money in. We're like, we're not even set up for that yet. And he ended up bringing some cash. And so I told him, I'm like, dude, you know how much that means to me? And he was like, yeah, I know. It's so funny. He's like, I know. I knew it was going to be a good one. I tell everybody all the time. So I'm like, okay, so it's not a secret. He's like, no, it's not a secret. I want everyone to know. And so, yeah, it was those kinds of opportunities yeah. came along. And I think it's back to what I said a minute ago. It's just relationships and respecting those relationships. And I'm not, you know, I do what I do because I want the effects for you. It's not because yeah. I want you to post, you know. Well, first off, I don't, I can't call him JT, so I got to use his full name, <laughs> voice of an angel. But you know, that, I mean, that's not dumb money with celebrities. I mean, that is, so while they may not be engrossed in the business, they are bringing marketing, which is eyeballs, which is conversion, hopefully to, yeah. to, to, to patients. But let, let, let's talk about this. Cause if I go back to my, my days in Marine Recon and, and, and the SEALs, uh, yeah, did we stretch a little bit before we ran? But it was also like, <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Replacements, The Kicker? Yeah. You know, like, hey, you guys got a 20-mile uh, ruck run. You know, you throw, uh, throw the cigarette and, and just do a little stretch, and then you would throw the rucksack <laughs> on and run. And it seemed like, you know, even, even when I look back at like weightlifting back then, those days, I lifted every day with no appreciation for recovery. And everyone, everyone's like, dude, when you get older, it's, it's going to be different. It's probably something yeah. too, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two days on deployment, even when we had missions and I'm, and people were like, Hey, you're not going to recover the same when you turn 30, when you turn 40, when you turn 15, my answer you're was like, like yeah, piss up. off. Yeah, like, right. I'm, I'm a, I'm a stud. So, you know, I've seen and read some stuff where you're like, I wish people, in fact, I think I have a quote and let me read this. Cause it, it just, the beauty of this quote. Yeah. Uh, we do our research. We just don't fly by the seat of our, our pants. We, <laughs> we're not Rogan. I'm, I'm just joking. Um, Rogan is, is, he can be him actually. He's good. And Andy and I just went on there. He's, he's good, man. That's he can, really cool. he can cover a conversation. So here, here's the quote. There's a lack of knowledge and attention around recovery for the mind and the body. In my opinion, the solution is that we need to start teaching all humans how to take better care of their bodies for the sport world in particular. I think each team needs to spend just as much time and money on prevention and recovery as they do on performance. We need more facilities where athletes can go to receive high quality, effective, full body and mind recovery. The SEAL teams, which, you know, they used to like to say were, were athlete warriors, was the same way. They never had a focus on longevity. The focus was on performance now. 
and I love how you talk, not, not only about the body, but the mind. Yeah. And I noticed you guys are starting to throw some, uh, some products out there, not throw methodically put some products out there. Uh, the latest I've seen, and I don't want to butcher it is now a sleep, sleep aid. Yeah. Yeah. When did you move from just physical body pain to now sort of like this, this, this mind category, or I guess you could say this, this emotional fitness. Yeah. That's, I think this is part of what's interesting about this is like, it's so new to us that we don't really even know what to call it. You know what I mean? Like that, mind soul connection comes through our body we have this physical experience that we're having but if i disconnect you from your mind then now you're just a robot and we're not robots like sometimes we'd like to be but we're not so if i'm working on your body physically and i have the most state-of-the-art badass shit we can provide Mm -hmm. if you're not right in your head it doesn't matter what i do to your body you're not going to be able to perform in the settings you used to grow up in, in the settings of just typical life, coping mechanisms, understanding those things. So it, 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 I started seeing as good as I felt like I was on particular athletes, if they weren't right in their head, it didn't matter what I was doing. So I'd have to stop, stop touching them, let them go in inside their mind, sort of focus on, okay, I got to settle the demons in my mind before I can actually go out and do what I have to do. So for me, what's really fun about it is that I wasn't looking for the next thing. I just started paying attention to, to performance. what was happening. Yeah. yeah. And it was the same sort of model that developed Theragun over time is I was watching around me and being like, okay, this isn't about me. This is about science. And if I can have science attached to all of this, then long after I'm gone, this will still be something that people are using. So that's kind of the focus we had. And you have to include the mind. You have to include the quiet moments, the, the place you go when you're getting ready for something, whether it's a presentation, a new baby, uh, you know, like whatever those situations are where you're just like, oh, my God, in your head. So like to me, that's where we have to come in and say, OK, how can we what science do we have that can back that up? So you mentioned the goggles. <laughs> the goggles have something in it. And we're sneaking into this a little bit, right? So it's not like we jump in with head first. We're like, let's see how this goes. Test a little, learn a lot. watch how this works. And what we've done is we've been able to see technology kind of keep up with us a little bit ahead of us. So I give you an example. I had a guy call me and say, "Um, you could put a chip in your Theragun. This is in like 2016. I'm like, what? Why? (laughs) To, To listen in on your consumers. Yeah. And I'm like, why would we do that? Well, now it's in there. Like it's... If you don't have Bluetooth, if you're not connected in this world. So it's collecting data as. Yeah. Pressure, time, how long you're using it, how often you're using it. It's not all information we have yet. Yeah. We just announced a a relationship with Aura, an official relationship with them to get that biometric data. Aura ring Mm -hmm. that you're looking at. Yes. Okay. So um, the goggles, get back to that. The goggles have a little PPG reader, like like a whoop in it that mm-hmm. sits on your cheek. Mm-hmm. And when you put the goggles on, there's three preset settings. This is kind of the philosophy we go by. Re- smart, relax, focus, and sleep. The difference is, the reason we call it smart, relax, and this is the mind. like Anxiety. If, if I don't, if, if, if you're standing 
in some of the situations you've been in in your life, mm-hmm. and I looked at you from the outside, I would mm-hmm. think absolute warrior. But somewhere in your mind, <laughs> Did you hear that, Michelle? Mind, yeah. That's your boss. Well, we don't there. we don't use the word boss. It's your your teammate. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But if but inside you may be going crazy, right? So how I, I have we have to start thinking about addressing both of those things. You, so, I, dude, I need I need to hook you up with the the U.S. SOCOM uh, Special Operations uh, Command. I'm sure you already are, but it, no, this this is a quite frankly, yeah. it's been it's a really hard nut to crack. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come from that world, so I don't yeah. know a lot. And they're always people. any any world is always resistant or a little hesitant, yeah, on outsiders. But dude, I'm I. Side note: everything we have was made for warriors. Everything. In different warriors and their respective professions. Yes. I love that. And yeah. And if if you're if you don't have these things, then you're missing out on something. At whatever level, you're a warrior. And to me, what you guys do, like those people, they should have this. So. My goal is to put it in a pack that's light enough that it, they can justify taking it with them. So there's a lot of that that's sort of behind the brand because I'm realizing those are the people that really need this stuff, not me trying to run faster. <clears throat> but that PPG reader reads your heart rate. The reason it reads your heart rate is because heart, your heart rate doesn't lie. So if I can get your heart rate lower, your parasympathetic nervous system drops in, starts kicking in. So it's us being able to, the reason we call it smart relax is it actually reads your pulse and it vibrates back to you what your heart rate is. And what the heart does, what our environment around us is it tries to match the environment. So getting hyped up, yes, screaming, yelling, listening to music, that's to get your heart rate up. It's artificially to get... Um, uh, oh my gosh! What sort is? of a stimulus to yeah, to, yeah, um, fight or flight. It's yes. to turn that on to right? turn the fight on. Yeah, yep. But if if I came in and started singing lullabies jokingly, but mm-hmm. like to a bunch of people that are going to go out and play a game, like that's not going to get their heart rate. But we have to be able to do that for you to get the other side of your performance. Mm-hmm. We've got to drop you into parasympathetic. The heart rate, the heart doesn't lie. But the heart, ironically, is the connection between your body and your mind. So we have to start focusing on what the heart is doing, what it's saying. And I think a lot of us don't go into our heart physically. They won't think about it because it's, it's our heart. Like it seems like this holy grail that no one wants to talk about. So for us, I feel like there's a really big opportunity for us to start monitoring biometrics, heart rate, heart rate variability, and now start implying these opportunities in your life for you to have a parasympathetic moment. Because the more times you do that, you can perform so much better. Whether it's sitting here like I did out here, I sat there for 30 seconds in my car, I was just like, I'm here today. This is what I'm doing right now. And I want to be, I want to f- perform, I want to focus, I want this to be great. Like to take the time to do that. I think everyone needs that, but we just don't have the excuse. So Theramind, that one of the products we launched is what I call pit stops. So you have pit stops. Formula One was just yesterday, right? Watch these guys do pit stops. <clears throat> I had an opportunity to go to Red Bull because we do we sponsor Red Bull. Yeah. So I went to their headquarters in Milton Keynes, just outside of London, and they showed me what they call their NASA room. And I'm like, I, they said, you got to see our NASA room. And I thought, I don't know about it. 
It was the most amazing Think amphitheater. Tank. Amphitheater. With yeah. screens, about 50 screens. And then there were desks that corresponded with each screen. And they basically said all of the information, whatever, they're, whatever track they're at, all of the data comes back to that room. The track conditions, the weather, the tire temperature. This, I'm telling you this, the stuff they were telling me. And then they said, this helps us have the fastest pit stops in, like on record. So to me, I'm like, well, NASA broom is our brain. <laughs> and we're constantly gathering information. And how can I feed something back to someone and get them ready for what's coming? So in near real time, while F1 in Austin is going on, they're sending information to the pit crew like, hey, you need to tell your yes. driver to pit now. It literally. Gotcha. It's going back and forth. And that is totally legal. It, totally legal. That's how they're able to do what they do. There's so much in Formula One that relates to the brain mm -hmm. in my mind. So when, when I was developing Theramind with our team, mm -hmm. it was these, how can I get a type A personality to meditate Ooh. 10 times a week? Because meditation, when I just say that, is a 20-minute sit-down, you know. I get shit to do, man. Yeah. I get right? shit to do. That's, yeah. So I wanted to give you 30 seconds of a stimulus that would prepare you for what's coming. That's our minimum. We have 30 seconds, two, three, four, seven minutes. But now imagine you're sitting outside in your car. You've had a crazy day, whatever that means to you. And you now have to go in and be a dad. Or you now have to go in and be a husband. How can you switch that nervous system, our little lever inside, to get us ready for that role? So in my mind, wave a magic wand. One day, Theramind has access to your Google Calendar, your mm -hmm. calendar, and it plugs in Here's your heart rate before yeah. yep, everything you're doing. Here's your heart rate. Here's what, what's your focus. You create these goals. I want to be a, a present father. Then just 10 minutes before you're going to be a dad. Cause we all know when that is we're at work, whatever. Now you suddenly have something you can tap into that literally turns on your parents, your nervous system in a way that helps you perform and be present at that moment. Just like a pit stop. So, you know, you look at the days old, and when I say the days of old, that's the 90s, you know, 2000s <laughs> uh, for us. And, it, you know, so, and God, I hate to bring the, 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 the guy who uh, brings up the seal aspect of it, but I, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to end up like that dude outside of a, a army surplus store, just <laughs> commenting on everything that somebody uh, buys me. Like, oh, Kmart, I killed a guy with Kmart. No, but there was a lot we did not know. And we were all about performance. I mean, every great culture is about performance at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. But I mean, they always said, hey, the, the body is so resilient. And, and you look at Hell Week. They're like, we're not concerned about your body. The body will keep on going. But your mind will break long before. Yeah. Now you fast forward to, to, to combat. And what we weren't good at is fight or flight. And they talked about the, paras, the parasympathetic. Yeah. And then what's the other? Sympathetic. sympathetic. Yeah. Um, which they always, just for layman terms, to tell us it's basically fight or flight. Yeah. Is that we would be on deployment and it was fight, fight, fight the entire time. But when we came back home, we couldn't turn that off. And additionally, they saw with the endocrine system, and, and I learned this all from a, a guy named Dr. Chris Free, who coined the term operator syndrome, looking at special operators and all the impacts. And, and he said the, the, the largest impact oh, they, wow. they saw was the endocrine system, which mm. had basically shut it down. So your testosterone, your cortisol, and after a deployment, you know, you get back, 
it, it would sort of level out after deployment. You would recover a little bit. Your testosterone would go back up. But it, these guys had, some of these guys had five, 10, 15 deployments. And eventually Never it just out. wouldn't reset. Yeah. And all of a sudden my cortisol is higher than my uh, testosterone. I mean, they didn't start, uh, if you qualified, they didn't start issuing testosterone until about 2012, 2013. And even then the, 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 the military couldn't do it well because then they weren't putting people on uh, anti-estrogens. Uh-huh. And so it's amazing. Two, you talk about the brain because I had the, the fortunate pleasure of going to something called the National Intrepid Center for Excellence. Mm. And it is three weeks of holistic uh, medicine uh, from traditional Western medicine to Eastern uh, medicine. But you're going through CAT scans and MRIs. And, you know, basically the doctors are like, we know so little about the brain. And to us, we're like, what are you talking about? It's, it's 2015. Mm-hmm. They're like, we are just scratching the surface. So this, this mental space, and I mean, the everyday warrior, we talk about three pillars, physical, mental or emotional, whatever you want to call it, especially spiritual. Mm-hmm. In that mental and spiritual piece, we have, we've barely scratched the, uh, the surface. But yeah. um, you see these, these athletes, man, and, and they just, they don't take time to rest and reflect. No, it's, I think it, what you said a minute ago, like back in the day, if you could get by with three hours of sleep and crush two workouts, like that was your badge of honor, you know? Can you maintain it? Yeah. But, but if you look at things now, the, the performance athletes, LeBron James, CP3, like all these guys that spend millions of dollars a year on taking care of this meat sack, this vessel we're in. You know, like, and, and if you look at what a lot of them do, a lot of them also have these mindfulness coaches. Um, I'm, re- I'm listening to the book for the 40th time called It Takes What It Takes. It talks about... Written by... Um, I always forget his last name. It, and don't worry, like so much, uh, so many brain lesions right here. People are like, hey, even on, uh, yeah. It takes what on, it on, takes. On recall on podcast, I'm like, ah, some guy's name who wrote a book. Trevor Moad. Okay. Uh, he worked at IMG and stuff, but it's, it's okay. really about like um, taking care of, like I say, we, we get one body. Uh, Warren Buffett said this, and, and I, I, I try to find this because the way he said it is so much better than I'm going to say this. But imagine when you're born, <clears throat> your dad gives you the nicest car you can buy at that time. The trick is, the catch is, you only get that one car for the rest of your life. So if you start thinking about it, where are you going to park it? Who are you going to let drive it? What, where, like, what do you do with the tires? What do you do with the oil? Like you start thinking about what you would do if you had one car for your whole life. Well, we only get one body. So what are you doing with that? And it's not my doctor's job to take care of my sore knee. Like I need to be able to take care of those things. If we went to doctor every time we had an issue, like it's probably half the problem with what's going on in, with, with healthcare right now. But it's, it's being able to empower people to take care of their bodies, understand their bodies, but then be able to continue doing what they're doing. And back to what I said a minute ago, like, if you're not thinking about the mind, if the mind isn't part of what you're doing in a day, then you're half, you're showing up half empty, in my opinion. So, so your industry is almost, I mean, rest and recovery, but it's yeah. almost preemptive. Well, I was going to say earlier, when you were reading that quote, simplest quote I could say right now is we need to make prevention sexy. Because if it's sexy, people will do it and they'll start to understand it. 
But you talk to anyone in your space, anyone that's in the athletic space, they understand that. They're starting to recognize like, wow, I, if I take the right amount of downtime and do it right, I come back even more charged than I was before. So, yeah, I think it's the whole shift of, you know, how much pain you could take. Yeah. <laughs> To actually looking at it and being like, okay, I can take a lot of pain, but I also need to take it the other way. Well, the hardest thing to, to tell any high performer, again, regardless of the industry, is, hey, you just need to sit this one out. Right. Basically, you're like, there's, that, there's so many messages in that. You know, There's a way that we could actually get people to understand, like, hey, actually, this is a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Take some time. Breathe. Get focused. Because when you come back, you're going to be so much better. And how many times have we been taught this? Like, light your candle before you can light other people's or yeah. that whole flight attendant thing where they say, put your mask on before you help someone out. Like there's all these analogies, but we don't do it. Oh, that's ingrained. I'm saving myself before anyone else. <laughs> it's just, except my kids. Uh, the, so, I mean, the, the data has to be there. Cause I do remember at the last command I was at, we used to bring in, uh, you know, who's the, the kettlebell guy, uh, the Russian that's, uh, um, Pavlov or something like that, yeah, or, say, yeah. or and we used to bring in like these power lifters, like the strongman guys who legit, uh, and they, they would basically give us instruction on technique and it was find the people that are the very best in their industry. And we bring them in to learn from them because we were a, a, a jack of all trades, a master of none. So, you know, uh, I remember w- one group of guys went out and got, um, the guy who trained all the guys for the 300, it'll come to me. He's a world-class mountaineer. Uh, uh, he also had the gym, Jim Jones. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, because he was great at mountain climbing. They brought him in and he brought him to the mountains. But <laughs> we brought in a, uh, the, the, the head physical trainer for the Redskins. He was talking about um, how most injuries don't need to go to surgery that you can rehab through them. He was talking about shoulder injuries mainly is that you yeah. have guys on a protocol every night after practice, practice of the off season where traditionally doctors would be like, yeah, we need to go in and, and do surgery and they'd be out. And he said they would work right through the injury and the injury would just either, I, I wouldn't go away, but the muscles would become so strong in that. Age. Yeah. Then there's so many things now that you can do that with that. It's wasn't like the old days where you had a band and that was all you had. I mean, yeah. You put blood flow restriction. There's like all these different things you can do that strengthen muscles. So yeah, the therapy part of that is huge. Is there any data that shows for every hour of working out, if you give one hour of rest and recovery using the tools that you've developed? Roughly one-to-one. One-to-one? Yeah. And it will prevent... You'll, if you're taking care of your body the same amount of time that you're beating it up, then your longevity is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys have branched out. I mean, the Theragun was just beautiful. And it seems like there's been a lot of knockoffs with yeah. the patents didn't prevent that or the patents only prevented that from a, a, well, for a short period of you, time. You, you have to protect your patents. Yeah. People don't care that you have a patent. And so, oh, so has this been illegal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have in-house legal team. That's all they do. It's 100%. If not, you'd be paying on. lawyers through, the, Yeah. And we would miss half the stuff and it would water down our brand. And like, there's a lot of reasons why we have someone that's vigilantly looking for that because our IP, I have two, um, we have almost 300 patents. That's insane. So if we're, if we're not- And your name's on pretty much all of them? Yeah. Yeah. And if they're not protecting those patents, then why have them? And we're creating a business with specific IP, like this Theramind- this, the frequencies that we're using in Theramind, we have a lot of science behind that. But our, our application of doing that is patented processes. So 
like, yeah, it's cute. These guys on Amazon are selling a gun for 60 bucks yeah. or whatever, but like, you're going to get that. You, you know what I mean? You pay for what you, or yeah, yeah, you get yeah. what you pay for. Yeah. So I think with us, it's being able to continue to make good products and look for opportunities to, for acquisitions. Like we talked about power dot and recovery do you, air. Do you guys have a Chinese knockoff yet? Oh my God. So many on, uh, What's the name of the Alibaba? website? Alibaba. Alibaba. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get them all the time. That's one of the cool things about having as many employees as we have right now is they're all become our eyes. Yeah. No matter where they are. Yes. So we're in a lot of different countries. So whether it's Italy, Australia, Japan, you have people that are like texting into our Slack channel and competition saying, I just saw these guys. I got a, a, a pop up the other day of this new looking gun that I thought was a great idea, but their attachment was my attachment. And I'm like, seriously? So send it to our legal team. They send a cease and desist letter. And they they tell me a lot of times that their comments back are, we didn't know that was patented. Yeah. Ignorance is not an excuse. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah. So we're like, okay, well, how many do you have in the market? Well, we take them all off. Need a royalty yeah. for that. So, Ah, uh, is that what yeah, usually becomes, the deal is? Yeah, it becomes a big thing. And right now there's a lot of opportunity for us to license some of our mm-hmm. technology, which is like a total added bonus. I didn't, I never thought that it would be that way, but our motor that's in the Gen 5, like that thing will become, in my opinion, power tool, a power tool model of how to create a better motor. The uh, Has your loyal fan base become like Apple? Users that every time Pretty there's much. a gen, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they they, that they we, gen up. We talk about, yeah, it's 100%. People say that to me all the time. It's too much money. I'm like, what phone do you have? How much do you spend on that every year? You pay for a different phone. Well, it, so I went to CPI, Cellular, Cellular Performance Institute in Tijuana. It's run by Scott Nelson and Ed Clay, two MMA guys, mm. and it's stem cell. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the athletes have gone down there and you, you talked about losing mass and man, you want to talk about getting in my head. I've, I've lost a lot of uh, muscle mass Yeah, and I'm just coming off the recovery of the stem. And plus I had a hip replacement in December of 2020 and stem just sounds great. Never got back into it. And my joints are now starting to feel well. I mean, my wife can see it, it plays with my head, man getting older and not being able to maintain some semblance of performance. Dude. It just plays with your freaking head. I am a thousand percent with you. I've lost, I, I jacked my, sh- my shoulder still messed up from the accident, but you can now bench. And- I could for the longest time, but mm-hmm. it's caught up to me. Like I it's as much recovery and everything as I've done. I've you pull a Terra labor. I'm like, you Theragun's not going to help that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm with you, dude. I've lost probably 25 pounds in the last six months because this it's so painful. I was supposed to have surgery next Tuesday, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. There's always some reason why I can't. Again, I was down for, so I had the hip resurfacing, which is, uh, what's the correct word, more intrusive or evasive? Um, invasive, yeah. Because yeah. They, they actually cut the glute to go in and do oh. it. So it's, it's the young man's hip replacement where they take half the femur head, and put the metal ball. Oh, on they them. did that. Yes, so that you maintain as much bone. Which which side? Left. Interesting. Um, so you maintain you as much bone. The way you're walking around. What, oh, the thing's been great. I was jumping into Mount Everest, uh, not onto Everest. I was going to say uh, is into uh, to the base camps around Everest. Uh, less than nine months later, um, no pain at all. No pain. So range of motion a little bit different. Uh, it's increased. 
Oh, wow. Increased because before the reason I had to get it done is, uh, is bone spurs and impingement. And now and yes to have them. Yes. Wow. And so now this one has less range of motion. The, I guess the, <laughs> the not good one now, but, uh, the less bionic, the, the funniest thing was, so I, you know, I did some basic like two mile walks or, or four mile walks to get ready for the trails of Everest. We weren't climbing because yeah. we were yeah. skydiving, but, uh, nothing to replicate. Uh, one of the days from basically Lukla is the most dangerous airport people fly into to start the trek. And the first part of the trek, you sleep lower in the valley along the river. And then the next day is usually the long, most uh, difference in elevation to get mm-hmm. to Namchi. In the first it's, day. It, well, it, the second day is the the, yeah. the the march to Namchi. But all of a sudden, I'm feeling heat in my left hip. And we're starting to hear a squeak. And everyone's like, what is that? And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> really? And there was a, uh, you know what an Air Force PJ is? Yeah. They're like yeah, high-speed yeah. medics yeah. in the field. And he's like, hey, Mike, just keep walking. He's like right next to my butt. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, just keep walking. He's like, that's your hip. So we call the surgeon. We, we're like, hey, man, is this something to be concerned about? And he's like, no, it's it's just settling in. And this is the longest hike you've done. And after that, it was it was. How fun. far into the hike was it? Uh, probably about three hours into a six-hour uh, oh, wow. hike. Yeah. yeah. And we're not. The funny thing about like people are like, oh, you climbed Everest. And I didn't climb Everest is you feel like a little bit of a, like less of a man because the Sherpas uh, are carrying everything uh, to, well, on the mule, mule you know, Those guys mules. don't get enough credit. Dude, in some of the trails we'd make way because you'd see a Sherpa because the way they set up their bundles is like there's this piece of cloth on their head with the bar and all, just carrying like 200 pounds those guys on need those trails. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> and so my, my question is, we've got this triple seven coming up. You've got everyone who's pretty much over the age of 40. They're retired special operations guys. We're broke. And, <laughs> and, and a good buddy of mine uh, was a Navy SEAL and then became the doctor to the Navy SEALs. The Navy sent him back. Oh. And he said the average amount of surgeries for a SEAL is 11, which seems extremely high through a 20-year to 25-year career. Wow. But um, what would you recommend for our guys sitting in coach seats the, the jumping is the easy part, but for sitting in those seats, I mean, you sent me the leg compressions, yeah. which we went and trained in, in Arizona. I use those nightly. Those things are freaking awesome. Yeah. And the, the ones I love, what I love about yours is they're not attached to anything. Yeah. No hoses. I've, I, so the ones we used at, at my old command, they had the hoses. Yeah. So you can walk around. I know it's, so you've got that, you've got the, you know, the, uh, the power dot yeah. for muscle stimulation. Yeah. Cause I know lower backs going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably pack a, Theragun, you have to, I think, yeah, yeah, especially now that we have a smaller one. And, and it, I saw that, and that's what you guys just released that we one. We just launched a new, yeah, it's a we call it our mini 2.0. Mini 2, what, yeah, how long is the charge on that? Uh, 190 minutes. Holy crap, and it also is connected Bluetooth too, but that probably doesn't matter to you guys when you're out doing what you're doing. But I think there's, I think for you guys, if you could think about your flights, my recommendation was. Think about blood circulation. Yes. Get, keep things moving. Yeah. Whether that's getting up and walking around. If do, you're sitting in the couch, yeah. you can put the boots on. Might be a little weird, but you, the, the reason we created them the way we did with sequential compression, mm-hmm. it starts at the bottom of your foot and slowly works up, whether your legs are elevated or not. So I was with an athlete yesterday. It was like, I, I travel with these. I fly with them. She's a big time athlete. She was like, I, try, I put them on the airplane. So I think that for a bunch of guys, I could see that drawing some eyes. Like I also think what would be really, really important is for you guys to take some time and 
zen out, you yeah. know, get some music or something that you can like really take. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take the next 30 minutes and I'm going to really intentionally go in and just Metal sort focus. of think of nothing for yeah. as long as I can. Okay. No, 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 that's helpful. Circulation and then focus or, or flight. Yeah. Sort of shutting down for a little bit. Um, rest and digest. I, I don't think there's going to be much rest, man. I can't sleep. I can't sleep on an airplane to say like, save me. So the goggles mm-hmm. are goggles. You should take the goggles. Cause if you put those on, I didn't get to explain the other two. Yeah, you know. Relax is basically a massage compression on a part of your head. That's specific to relaxing versus focusing, but not intended to put you to sleep, not intended to put you to sleep. Then we have the sleep mode that is for putting you to sleep. So it has a really low vibration that can kind of lull your brain into this sort of place. So I think you were talking about this earlier, and I'll, I'll give you an example, but you can draw the comparisons. There's a soccer player that we work with in the UK, mm-hmm. um, and I was having this conversation with him about, he's like, when would I use these goggles? <clears throat> and I said, I was with him for a couple of days, so I kind of knew what was happening. I'm like, well, yesterday you had a game in the afternoon and you didn't sleep the night before because you had a game and then the game starts and you take a bunch of caffeine to play the game now it's 1 a.m you're back to the hotel your house whatever you're not going to go to sleep so now you have what the next three hours where your body's just cranking adrenaline's flying throw them on there like now you can actually bring your parasympathetic down bring Mm -hmm. your parasympathetic on and now you can really rest and get your mind right. It's the mind that's the noisy part. It's not the body. So, yeah, to me, I think that's, those, are, those are applications that people that we're missing, that people aren't doing. And I think it's becoming more of a thing now. People are starting to realize that. So the next couple of years are going to be a lot of fun for us, for some of the technology we're coming out with. And I'm, I'm assuming you, you hooked up all the nodes to, to people on the different forms, especially sleep and watch the brain activity. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Oh yeah. Still gathering that, you know, I think that that's one of the, not, I think that's one of the main reasons we we partnered with aura Okay, is they're, they're really heavy on sleep mm-hmm. and the data they capture on that. And for us, we can actually, if you had an aura or whatever you wore and I in, implemented some protocols, you can see a difference. There are markers where it's like, Oh my God, that made a difference. We shouldn't be so surprised, you know what I mean? Because it's duh, but like that you have to take time to sharpen the saw. And is that part of Third Body uh, University? Are you guys also is, it, is there an R and D testing? We have so component? we have science and research. Mm-hmm. They're tied to innovation, so we have mm-hmm. an innovation group. I'm part of that group, um, and then we also have an education team, which you call, which basically runs Third Body University, and and then different versions of that. So like we just. Uh, launched a recovery lounge at LinkedIn headquarters in San Francisco, just outside of San Francisco. Um, and the support for that is comes from the Therabody University. So they have people that go out and educate, teach people how to use it, and that kind of thing. And then we have our retail locations. I don't know if you knew about that. We have no, I didn't. Yeah, we have. They're called reset locations. And reset, obviously. Yeah, that's obvious. Easy word. But we have five. Uh, actual centers where you can go and it's amazing recovery, all the latest trends. So not only, not only buy, buy your products, but also there's, it's almost like a therapy. Yep. You can go back and cryo red light, double gun treatments, 
I've certified so many people to teach how to use Theragun on people, do a double gun sweep on them and yes. stretch. So we provide that in five of our locations. We have 22 just straight retail. You can go mm-hmm. in and experience it. Mm-hmm. The reason we did that, we learned early on, you have to feel it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm sitting here blowing like smoke. This is going to make, this is going to change your life. Take headaches away. Whatever your issue is, it's going to fix that. What? But if you can go in and try it, that's basically what's driven us to these retail And locations. where are those five locations for those listening? Uh, Brentwood in California. There's one in Brentwood yeah. and one in Manhattan Beach. Uh, there's one in Houston, uh, <clears throat> Chicago, and Philadelphia, Fishtown. Okay. And then and we're opening plans- a new one in New York Okay. in June of next year, hopefully. <laughs> is, is the intent to turn these into chiropractic sort of no i think the the intent was to democratize a lot of these modalities that were behind a doctor's door i love i love the words right there so like let's get this from behind the gatekeeper Mm -hmm. and put it out there just add some protocols and simple use cases where it's not that hard i mean we have a medical director because we provide ivs and stuff at different locations but we don't need one for what we're providing and that's what that's the whole goal whether we franchise it one day or whatever, but we've figured out what we feel like is a pretty good recipe. Um, and it's geography, like where it's located mm-hmm. and all those types of things. But it, we feel like if we have something strong enough in the next year or so, then there might be an opportunity to franchise. But got people all over the world that have seen them and want them. Yeah. So it's, and, and I understand too, you know, if your insurance doesn't cover it, it could be cost prohibitive yeah. to go to a chiropractor for some people time uh no that's that is the beauty you guys really are innovating in the space that's what's i think is separating you from everyone else that's well with the innovation cell yeah that's i mean that's what's what drives me and our team is finding new ways to use frequency Mm -hmm. and i mean both how often you use it and what it is that you're using to affect your body in a positive way, whether it's performance or sleep. So the, that's what our, that's our driving sort of motivation behind that. So we just, myself and our head of uh, our lead engineer, who's kind of over innovation and our science guy, his name's Tim. He came from Gatorade, was there forever. We just took a little road trip and went up and visited the person to discuss where this mental side of things is going Yeah, and how can what is psilocybin? What's that? Where, where's that space? And what's happening in there? Because we, we can't ignore that, right? And for me as a holistic doctor, I'm like, man, there's so much good behind that. Let's get that out there instead of this stigma. So there's a lot of really cool opportunities for us to, to still continue to grow. And that's, what's, that's what we're focusing on with innovation. And innovation isn't just the products. It's like it's being prepared for these opportunities mm-hmm. that come along. We did CBD. Well, CBD wasn't like a thing. <clears throat> but we got in at the right time. We knew what we were doing. We found the right recipes, the right people. We launched a product that everyone was like, why are you doing that? Well, because it's like, I can't ignore that, you know? Yeah. So that's, it's, it's really, it's probably one of the funnest parts of my job right now is I, I get to spend a lot of time on new products and what that looks like in innovation. Yeah. The, 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 the psychedelic, Market will come. Yeah. I mean, so I went into the psychedelic therapy. Uh, they were sending a lot of seals uh, in Mexico uh, through a nonprofit. Just 
changing, and life changing huh? Oh yeah. yeah. And then, and then microdosed yeah. afterwards yeah. on, yeah. uh, you know, uh, psilocybin and it, it was talking about a mood enhancer, man. Our, a our medical enhancer. directors name is Dr. Ryan green. He's, mm-hmm. he's from the military special forces. Love those guys. Super cool guy. Yeah. And he's, he's a osteopath owns a company. Um, and he is heavily into that, into the, the plant medicine world for therapeutic reasons. Um, it's a, and again, it's a plant. I, I here's my Earth. personal yeah. uneducated, uh, sort of opinion is again, it's these, these religious preconceived notions and dude, I'm a Catholic, you know, <laughs> a very Catholic family, uh, from the Bay area, but some people like just need, yeah, some people <laughs> need to get over those. If it unlocks, especially, you know, so you look at Ibogaine and Ibogaine has helped so many people with addiction, whether it be alcohol, you know, more, let's say hard drugs. Um, it is a tool we need in the United States and Dan Crenshaw, mm. uh, the seal yeah. had just, yeah. well, I think interestingly alongside AYC, AOC, they did it together, uh, submitted a bill for the VA to start utilizing psychedelics as a form of treatment for post-traumatic stress. Yeah. He's my Ryan's including that. So he's actually no one of the guys that's helping the VA in LA. God bless him. Yeah. So it's, he, he and I are having some serious conversations about what that looks like over the next 10 years. Yeah. The university of Texas just stood up a center for psychedelic therapy as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on. We do end this with a couple of questions. We get a little vulnerable. We, uh, we, we want to leave, Let's we, we want to leave the people with some uh, nuggets. Cause again, we always say on this podcast is that success leaves breadcrumbs. Follow somebody who's successful. There's little breadcrumbs. Not that that path will necessarily leave, you know, work for you, but there's some nuggets you can take away and, and apply to your path. So first one is, um, <coughs> biggest failure in your life, what you learned from it and how you recovered. I think you might've said it earlier. I actually do a little I have a presentation that I do on failures and it's about failures. So I don't, I don't hope you, I hope you don't mind if I like give you like my little twist on this, but I don't see them. I used to see them as failures and, and, and with that came lumps that mm-hmm. I would give myself like mm-hmm. you piece of this and that, but I've started to recognize and I, you hear it all the time, but what did I learn from this? So the, at your follow-up question that's what's put me where I am today is failing and learning and failing and learning. And there's another word for failure. I mean, I mentioned earlier the, the guy that embezzled money and I had to file bankruptcy. Like who, like what? Like I never, that wasn't part of my roadmap that I wanted in my life. So I look at that at the time it was really tough, but I realized I had to get through that and getting through that and learning about, credit reports and that credit score world and like all of these things that I would have never learned. So I learned that's a big thing I learned was a financial side of things. I've been through a divorce and that's tough. I have two kids that are in their early twenties that went through that and watching the consequences of that, but also giving them, having us opportunity to teach and learn. Mm-hmm. My daughter called me on the way here and she had a rock hit her windshield and she was like the end of the world, which we just replaced it, like, you know, all this, whatever the, whatever the list of things are that made her put her in that state to be able to get on the phone and then coach her through like, hey, take some time to cry about this, but then you got to get up and go make shit happen. Yeah. Um, 
So I think for me, that's, those are, those are some of the things that stand out as, let me think of another one. <clears throat> like when I created the first Theragun, that one I talked about, I bought 250 of those. <laughs> Dude, it sounded like a chainsaw. Sparks flew out the sides. No shit. Yeah. One of them when caught on started, fire. Yeah. When you started it and released it. So I'd have to like cover my patient's hair, make sure they don't have a sweater on. But that was a huge failure. But it, man, it taught me so much the next time. It was almost like I wanted to fail. So a lot of my life, I tried to avoid it. And now I walk towards it. Mm-hmm. We, so opportunity for growth. That's what it is. We, Always. You learn more from failure than you do from success. And yep. I love how you just said, we have a phrase here in the Everyday Warrior. We uh, are releasing a, uh, a book January 10th, When I'm on the Expedition, which was not planned. So I get to miss all the media hoopla, which I actually see as a positive. I've got three contributors. They they can have fun with that. Uh, Is get shit done, make shit happen, do it all again tomorrow is sort of our mantra for for warriors. I like that. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we also ask, what are those three core tenets, those those key success for Jason that have had statistically led to good outcomes in your life. Those things that are not negotiable for you. Consistency, mm-hmm. persistence, and delusion. Okay. Give me the definition on, on all those. Consistency and Consistency persistence, some people may. is having character. Consistency to me is the ability to follow through with the decision after the emotion of making the decision is gone. So that's to me what consistency is. Habits. There's a lot of things going mm-hmm. around right now yes. about habits. Yep. You wake up in the morning. If you have to negotiate with yourself whether you're going to go running or not, you've already lost. Like, get up, take care of it. So that's to me consistency. I got to get up tomorrow and do the mm-hmm. same thing. I'm going to have my perfect day. And what's my perfect day? And be consistent with that. Persistence is, man. Sometimes I've heard no a thousand times. Yeah. We can't do that. We can't make that. Well, then you're not the right person. So next. You know, people told me all the time, you can't make your science quiet. I'm like, we can put a man on the moon. Why can't you make this quiet? Okay, you're not, you're not the right guy. So next, that's persistence, being able to continually just drive and drive. And then a little bit of delusion. And, and, and I've never heard this one before. So it, Delusion is believing in things that everyone else around you doesn't believe in. I love that. You, the, and, I, and I realize when people call me crazy that I'm on the right path. Typically, there's no way you can do that. Perfect. Then that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so those three things, and I talk about it a lot because it's the same thing I share with my kids. It's the same thing that I share with our company. We have a I love that hump day with Dr. J where I yeah. like this little sort of talk with the company and those three things. And it takes a little bit of delusion in the other two as well. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks you're delusional and crazy. Until you're successful. Right. And they're like, hey, we were right behind you the whole time. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Lastly, uh, given, and Jason, you've you've had a ton of success, man, and you are evolving the the chiropractic space and preventive medicine and and recovery and and all that. And that's, you know, I love stories like that, especially your story where you were laying floor until, you know, you had a bad incident and it completely put a fork in your life that, Necessarily, you probably wouldn't have mm. went down unless that happened. Yeah. Um, but when all is said and done, let's say 40 years down the line, what will be your legacy? What, you, what do you want your legacy to be? What is most important as you look back in your life? Um, 
I know that's, this you know, one's useful. No, 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 I like this one. I, I kind of know what I want to say, but I want to give some context. You know Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Dr. Joe? Yeah. He, I, I love him. And he said I, that his wish is that we could get the world to meditate all together for one minute. And in my mind, if that's my bullseye, if that's my, my North Star, what are the things that have to collectively happen for that to take place? That's what I hope people tie me to is something like that. That, that our, I was able to make products that affected your nervous system in a positive way, whether it's performance or sleep or rest, that continue to allow you to live life, to do the things that we're supposed to do here on earth, to be able to take advantage of all of these experiences we have around us. So to me, that's, that's kind of what I hope. I know it's not like a word or like a phrase or something, but it's really being able to positively affect people's nervous system. And that meditation thing that Joe talked about was yeah. like so inspiring. Easier said than done, but yeah. at the same time, not that hard to, to, to make happen. There's the delusion. A yeah. Bit, right. <laughs> it, it, it is possible. Um, you know, I used to love to say in special operations, we had a way of making the seemingly impossible possible. Mm. And, uh, when we did the trailer video for triple seven, I said that, uh, said, you know, what did GFK say? We do things that are hard because nobody else will do them. Uh, and that's, that's the American way. And that's sort of where it comes from. But I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, of course, people can find you the Instagram handle, which is you guys are, are have a massive following as well. Yeah, it's, it's at Therabody. At Therabody yeah. or for the, the products, go direct to the site. Uh, you can direct to the site, Therabody.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Dr. Jason Warsland on Instagram. Dr. J. Um, yeah, I think people that are listening, um, look at why we create the products we're creating. We're not creating, we're not a product company. Mm-hmm. We're an ethos company. And I think people can look into that a little bit and understand where our intentions are as a company. Then they'll recognize this isn't about sales, although that's what it takes to run a company. Yeah. But yes. it's more about your experience and how we can have, I can't tell you how many people right now, we came out with a knee thing. And it's like, you, you know, it's like you buy a purple car and like, so yes. you see all these purple yes. cars everywhere. We have this knee thing. And now it's like, I'm here. It's everyone, I heard, can I get one of them? And, and the knee thing is basically it rotates between hot and cold therapies. Yes. That- yes. Yeah. We call it recovery therm knee and it has iceless ice, mm-hmm. which is, gets down to about eight degrees Celsius on a me. consistent basis in seconds. Um, and then it flips to heat. So it'll actually do cryotherapy for you. So, Yeah. But that my point is like there's so many opportunities for people to experience things they haven't before because they thought that I have to get from my doctor. No, you don't. Go on our website, you buy it, and there's protocols. It's connected to Bluetooth. It'll show you the like. So that that's that's where we're innovating. I think is the 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 ability for people to apply them in their lives mm-hmm. and have it be effective. Some people that are older, are like why I know I need a therapy, but like how do I use that? So that's those are that's also part of the innovation story for us. And guys, go go check out this stuff because a lot of the, the things that you guys have on the market can be done at your desk in your office. Literally. Which again, you, you said one hour or one to one ratio. You could actually do a one to three. It'd work out for one oh hour. God. You could can do you therapy for three. Imagine how much better it'd be if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it's the same thing with the power dots. I'll throw those in usually on the shoulders, and then just put the sleeve down, and nobody knows they're there, and I yeah. just keep rotating just on go. the. Uh, 
But you know, again, uh, Dr. J, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank uh, you. I want to thank the, uh, the sponsors for hosting this. And hey, guys, we are doing this uh, for the next few months because uh, it's dear to my heart. Uh, please go check out LegacyExpeditions.net, prim- primarily the 777 Expedition. We are trying to fundraise for Folds of Honor, which provides educational sponsors or sponsorships to military families and now first responders. It's dear to our heart. Also, we uphold the legacy of our fallen and also educate their legacy, the ones they left behind. Everyone will thank you for your service until you ask them to make a sacrifice. And I'm asking you to make a sacrifice now, even if it's $1. Go to 777, that is T-R-I-P-L-E, the number seven, dot givesmart.com. It'll take you to the Folds of Honor donation page. And please help us out. This is a good story of a couple bunch of broken soft guys <laughs> that are going to set two world records. And right now we need a good story in this country uh, compared to what we're, uh, we're facing the, with all the uh, divisiveness. So again, triple seven dot give smart.com. Go make a, uh, a donation. And Jason, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for and again, me. We'll see you fun. again on the everyday warrior. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the men's journal, everyday warrior podcast. Hey, whatever platform you utilize to listen to our podcast, please, please leave a review. We read all of them. That's how we get better. And lastly, again, thank you to our sponsor, Pendleton Whiskey. We've got your six. Cheers.